Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out. Hoping he'll be back tomorrow. Talked to him earlier. He's thinking that's probably going to happen. Scott Robbins is here. There's a lot to get to. There's more updates on Tucker Carlson. Tucker has spoken. I saw the, the uh, I, about 100 people sent me that last night. It was all over the place. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Many have seen it. It's like 9 million retweets or something. Yeah. Not long after it came out. But we'll get to that in just a few um, Don Lemon spoke too. Not many people care. It's really interesting to hear the two back to back because it doesn't seem like Don Lemon's learned anything. My uh, thing is they're treating it equally. It's not. I mean, like know. one guy was as big as the other guy. Please. Not even close. Don Lemon. <laughs> but one of the big stories from yesterday was the president, Joe Biden, having a presser. First one in a month. President from South Korea was here. And wouldn't you know... Because as we were watching this and covering it yesterday, uh, yes, and from ABC News, we have, and he names the reporter. Right. And again, I guess we're just getting used to this now. It wasn't that long ago where that would have been a massive story in and of itself. Well, again. Wait a second. He's picking the reporters and he knows the questions that are coming? Imagine if that were Donald Trump. I mean, come on, man. Of course. They would have lost their minds. Yes. Yeah. But now it's just, well, you just accept it. It happens. It's the new normal. Right. And, you know, it, it's crazier to me that he's reading an answer. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen as much coverage on this. You know, the question is like, hey, North Korea, because, you know, you got South Korea here. North Korea uses a nuke. And he's reading off a list like you can't rattle this off the top of your head of what you would do in that situation. A nuclear attack by North Korea against the United States or its allies or partisans uh, or partners is unacceptable and will result in the end of whatever regime were to take such an action. Okay. So you have his support staff so afraid he's going to say the wrong thing. Not only are we going to let you know who to go to for the questions, and you'll know what questions are coming, but in case you don't know how to answer, here's your other cheat sheet. That's astounding. Did you also notice the picture of the reporter was on there? Yes. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Like the buses when you're in kindergarten, you rode the bear bus. Yes. Or you rode the cow bus or whatever based on the picture on it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't call him reporter. He's looking at the picture. Well, it's also the last name and then how to pronounce the, the last na- name. Yeah, there was a pronouncer yes. there. Yes. Subramania. I'm surprised he didn't pronounce it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Golly. And I know it's interesting because it seemed like so much of the left media (laughs) was talking for a while altogether about how old Joe Biden is. He's obviously lost a step. They were being kind. Now, all of a sudden, you're hearing the same people saying, well, I mean, age is a number. I mean, a lot of his staff say they can't keep up with him. Right. I mean, sure, he stumbles over some things, but who doesn't? Right. Dude. (laughs) We all get older, you know. Listen. And, uh, you know, the idea that uh, I have absolute authority as commander-in-chief and the sole authority to use a nuclear weapon, but 
you know, what the declaration means is that we're going to make every effort to consult with our allies when it's appropriate, if any action is so called for. That's not a strong leader, <laughs> not only in the delivery, but I mean, yeah, yeah of course, we got to f- consult our allies because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. It's not, hey, we're leading. Okay, and we'll let people know what we're going to do. Well, we'd ask you, what do you think? Would this be okay? Mm-hmm. It just, it's infuriating. Um, as far as Tucker Carlson, um, he did release this video, was on Twitter after the firing from Fox News. And still, we don't know exactly why. Whole lot of theories out there. Right. We'll be getting to a lot of those. But let's just review what he had to say and what you made of it, Scott. Good evening, it's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. Okay, something we'll get to. Uh, There have been a lot of people that have said nice things about Tucker that didn't have to. And these little stories, how he reached out to them at different points in time and whether you agree with the guy or not or, you know, think he's bad for the country, whatever. There are a lot of times he does reach out to people. Again, he doesn't have to. It seems like he genuinely cares about people. Yeah. That says something. I think he goes on. It's got to be the majority of the population even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. What'd you make of that, Scott? Uh, That he feels like perhaps he was part of the overall problem. Okay. You know, like I participated in these two. Like he's he's not saying I was above it because I wasn't. Right. You know. I took something and, else and, from it. Okay, go ahead. What do you what did you take? I took okay, you had back to back heart attacks in twenty fifteen. Yeah. It took you a long time to come back. Mm-hmm. And a doctor said you probably wouldn't ever come back. Yes. Talked about it many times on the show. Okay. Um I'm guessing the last show that we did Before your heart attacks, we would have been talking about the news of the day and conflict and everything else. Mm -hmm. Okay, once you were awake from the heart attacks months later, I'm guessing that stuff didn't mean a whole lot at that time. No. No. I think what he's also saying, I mean, I guess we're mind reading here. Thinking Tucker's saying, okay, you know, you step back and you think about the big issues in life, the little stories that are conflict each and every day, how much of those really matter in the long run some certainly do others not so much so there's a little perspective there yeah and i think you're right too that he also plays a part in that well he included himself in that yes yes i mean when you're looking at some of the stories that we're going to be covering today are they going to mean much in five years maybe not no maybe not but but today i think some of the ramifications of the things we're talking about may in fact tremble for many many years i don't disagree yeah Back to what Tucker said last night. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. Mm. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink, and they become weaker. 
That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. And greasing the skids for whatever he's going to do next. See you soon. As well, yeah. We don't know when that will be. Or what platform or anything. No. We don't know. We don't know how the deal with Fox is going to go down as far as his exit. Because from what I understand, there's 18 months left on the contract. There was a scenario in my head that you bring this up. There was a scenario in my head yesterday that they go through this. Fox makes this grand statement. They're going to let Tucker Carlson go to appease whoever. And when they see the number free fall they're in right now in terms of ratings going off the cliff, they all of a sudden have a, you know, we've met with Tucker and we've decided at, that, you know, he's, he's changed or whatever, whatever words they use. Mm-hmm. And they give him a boatload of money, he agrees to it, and they move on. It's the same show, same guy, but uh, under the guise of, well, we did what we felt like we had to do. We realize now that, you know, fences have been mended and you know, whatever. I don't I can see it see, I can see that happening. Well, I, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, obviously, they had to have known pulling the plug on him was going to sink the whole franchise. Or well, at least temporarily going to sink the franchise. Yes. There are a lot of different theories. And I think one of them is that I, I think makes sense that he was uncontrollable. Okay. I, I can believe that, too. And I have different pieces of audio throughout the show uh, that would sort of support that. In that, say, if Fox News has a meeting every morning, here are the news stories we're going to cover today. And even most of the time, the primetime hosts are going to follow along. These are the things we're going to cover. Tucker created an island for himself. He wasn't a part of that. He did what he was going to do. And Rupert Murdoch did not like that from reports. Um, Megyn Kelly, who was at Fox and who knows Tucker pretty well, you know, has spoken about this. And I think... <sighs> I think there's something to what she has said. I'll give you a little bite of what she said. Okay. It had to be something else. And I, I think it very much could have been he got too big and, and too big for his britches, too big for Rupert's pleasure. You know, nobody can get bigger than Fox News. That's Rupert's operation. And if you think you're bigger, he'll teach you a lesson the opposite way. I mean, that's simplifying it. But there is more to that, you know, and you also had advertiser boycotts. That were going on. So even though his ratings were huge, that show itself didn't make as much money as some of the other shows. That may have had something to do with it. Tucker's going to be fine. And it is, man. It's a gaping hole. Oh, God. Right now. I, and it's not just you. And I, I mean, it's a lot of people you talk to. Like, man, I kind of counted on that guy. I didn't always agree with him, but I knew he was going to talk about the important things or bring things up that other people wouldn't. And he wasn't going to just take a knee for somebody. He was going to say what he thought. So it's going to be really interesting. Well, the thing is, when you're Tucker and you have choices, and he'll have choices, this is something you can do without fear of retribution. If they fire me, they fire me. So what? I move on. Right. Very few people have that. Exactly. Most of us have to conform to some point anyway. Yes. Yeah. Totally agree. On the flip side, uh, Don Lemon was out. uh, (laughs) Some red carpet thing. Yeah. He still still gets to go to those. And, yeah, so he's doing this little interview And then the question comes to regrets. Well, I would imagine he'd have plenty. Really? Well, you would think. Is there anything you would have done differently looking back? No, I live my life with no regrets. And um, 
whatever I did, I did, and I own. And so, no, I don't look back, and I don't want to change things in the past. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. No self-awareness whatsoever. It's interesting, man, because we had some audio of Tucker from a podcast of about a month ago. We played earlier this week. Him saying, there's a lot of things I regret. I think most of us, looking back on a career, you would say, yeah, there are some things I wish I had back. Back on your life. Most days, yeah. when we get off the air, there's a couple of things that I may have said that I'm like, man, I kind of wish I had that one back. Right. It's a live show. It's off the top of your head. Well, how you deal with your and marriage and your kids and your relationships and everything. I mean, we all have regrets. Not done. This guy, that's he could have said something there. <laughs> like, you know, I probably went off the deep end a few times. I shouldn't have said what I said. I've learned from my mistakes. Look forward to my next opportunity. Whatever. There was clashes with coworkers yeah. sometimes. I didn't handle it as well as I could have. Uh, yeah. So when no regrets. No, none. That, okay. <laughs> that tells you something about a person, man. Got Okay. Me. Boy, there's a lot to get to. Did you know climate change is going to kill us all and petromasculinity is to blame? I don't know what that is. Petromasculinity? No. It's a learning lesson. Okay. And much more straight ahead right here. You know, you do everything you can to keep your blood pressure in check, like exercising and eating right. As somebody who's had heart issues like me, it's really important. And now I've got Super Beats Heart Chews on my side. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, Super Beats Heart Chews polyphenol compound is nearly two times more efficient at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. It means more energy, circulation, and blood pressure support. And they taste great. Yeah, it's kind of like eating fruit snacks, only they don't look like dinosaurs. And this is important. In a leading clinical study, Super Beats Heart Chews polyphenol compound was shown nearly two times as effective as promoting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. So double your potential with Super Beats Heart Chews and support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, blood flow, and heart-healthy energy. Go to GetSuperBeats.com to find out how you can get a free 30-day supply of Heart Chews plus free shipping with your first order. Use discount code MVCR and get an extra 15% off. That's GetSuperBeats.com, code MVCR. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, sparkling wine, single barrel bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge. And even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long. So visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Find what you love. Love what you find. At the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you know that these days, generating growth is a challenge. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll not just stay ahead of the curve, you'll move it. With access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. Hi, this is Nicholas Cage. When you're a teenager, there are a lot of things going on that can produce stress and anxiety. The pressures of school, dating, and the future in general can seem overwhelming sometimes. But there are healthy ways to deal with stress, ways to reduce it and channel your energy in positive directions. And you don't have to do it alone. 
The Will Rogers Institute has a free booklet with some really helpful information. For your free copy, visit WRInstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm Jeff Gordon. As a four-time NASCAR champion, nothing is more important to me than winning a race, especially the race to cure children's cancer. Each day, more than 40,000 children are undergoing cancer treatment at hospitals throughout the United States. Cure Search for Children's Cancer supports the research and treatment for 90% of those children. Only research cures children's cancer. Join the Jeff Gordon Children's Foundation in supporting this winning team. Get involved at CareSearch.org. Cancer is a big idea for a small child. She dreams of being a figure skater. We're trying to figure out what to do next. Each school day, two classrooms of children are diagnosed with cancer. The doctor said there's hope. I'll be brave, Mommy. If I could just take her place. It's okay, Daddy. Only research cures childhood cancer. Give today. You can help fund this life-saving research to conquer childhood cancer. Visit CureSearch.org today. Hello, this is Michael Douglas. Pneumonia can be dangerous, especially for older people and for those who have diseases like asthma, emphysema, or chronic bronchitis. Fortunately, there's a vaccine that can immunize people against one of the most common forms of pneumonia. If you're over 60 or have a chronic lung disease, ask your doctor whether a pneumonia vaccine would be right for you. It could protect you from a serious illness or even save your life. A message from the Will Rogers Institute. Visit us at wrinstitute.org. Asthma, chronic bronchitis, emphysema, tuberculosis. These pulmonary diseases affect millions of Americans daily. And if you already suffer from one of these ailments, then you're well aware of the problems that you face. For over 75 years, the Will Rogers Institute has provided health education and research for all. For more information, visit wrinstitute.org or call toll-free 877-957-7575. And find us on Facebook and Twitter, the Will Rogers Institute, since 1936. Kathy Ireland for the Will Rogers Institute. Are you worried that your kids aren't spending enough time being physically active? The best fitness is family activity. Ride bikes, play soccer, or just take a walk through the neighborhood. The important thing is to get your children moving with you. For more information on family activities and fitness, call the Will Rogers Institute. Call toll-free 877-957-7575 or visit wrinstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out, hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. It's a threat to humanity. Petromasculinity. P-E-T-R-O? Petro? Yes. yes. Something to do with energy? Gasoline? What? Yes, well, you're part of it. You love it. I'm part of it? Yes. I didn't know that. I'm petromasculine. Okay. Yes, you are. Oh, what does that mean? Go ahead. Um, Before I agree to anything. You love fossil fuels? I do. Um, you have a disregard for women. You That's really don't true. like them. I love women. Um, you're all a part of white supremacy. No, I'm not true there either. The only thing we got so far is petrol. You sure? Yeah, the, the fossil fuels. Okay. That's it. Saw this piece of hot air. David Strom. So if I like fossil fuels, I must like the other two as well? Or hate the other two or whatever I'm supposed to do? Well, it's all part of the problem that's oh, going to kill us all. I see. All right. Go see, ahead. there is uh, this columnist, Liza Featherstone, that wrote a piece. What is that? The New Republic? Um, 
about petromasculinity. So she writes it. It's hilarious to a lot of people, yeah. as you would imagine. How dare you? Yeah, I know. Thank you. The Greta's of the world says that absolutely this is in play. We're all going to die. Um, but there were some conservative writers that wrote, this is absolute idiocy. <laughs> of course it is. Okay. And so the writer then writes a follow-up piece entitled, I wrote an essay about petromasculinity and conservatives freaked out. Uh, the writer here says, I can assure you conservatives didn't freak out except perhaps in the sense of laughing hysterically well, yeah. and ridiculing such a nonsensical idea. The idea that some random author invented a ridiculous concept that men have built a misogynistic identity around oil is a bit rich. <laughs> <laughs> we love to bathe. <laughs> Gasoline. Yes. Yes. And love our cars and you won't take it from us or our guns. Get me a beer. <laughs> Use a motorcycle if you have to, but go on a run and don't get Bud Light. <laughs> God. You wonder if they're serious people or they're doing this because they know that it'll either A, get a reaction or clicks or whatever. I, you know. I think some people, honestly, are so brainwashed that they actually believe it. And it's Golly. just another brick in the wall. He writes, the idea behind the concept is pretty simple. The attachment to fossil fuels. <laughs> okay. And, and he says, it's nothing to do with the fact that if you take away all the fossil fuels... Human civilization would collapse. Billions would die a horrible death. And he also points out ever since we began using them, human lifespans have increased, poverty has declined, and quality of life has blossomed for billions. But, you know, if you are saying, hey, I understand that the planet has gotten a degree and a half warmer. Okay? I understand that. But things have fluctuated. I don't think we're going to die in 10 years. Ah, climate denier! Right. Part of petromasculinity. <laughs> yeah, people just laugh at that. I, and I thought it was kind of cool the way Strom ended the piece by saying, hey, listen, um, was that, yeah, idiots come in all shapes, sizes, genders, and sexualities. So there are gay people I adore, gay people I despise, women I adore, women I despise. I don't know any truly gendered dysphoric people, but I'm sure I could personally get along and respect some. And I know I despise others. As long as you're generally smart, thoughtful, and reasonable, I'm willing to listen. But anybody who invents a term like petromasculinity, <laughs> automatically an idiot in my book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I saw this other story. Can you get petromasculinity and let it unlet it premium? <laughs> <laughs> just, just asking. <laughs> uh, you can tell me, Scott, if this would have worked for you years ago. All right. There's a student at Stanford that has been posting videos and had some friends use AI-powered glasses that could tell you what to say on dates. Oh, wow. I mean, you know, for some of those nerd groups there, this could be yeah. incredible. Basically, it's a speech recognition program that listens to what the other person says. Then it generates replies to read and displays them right in front of your eyeball. So if you don't know how to correspond with a woman, it will at least tell you what to say. Wow. I, they can't deliver it for you. No. Yes, it certainly is a beautiful night. <laughs> it won't help that, but it's something. All right. Oh, the theories on Tucker are getting wilder. That's next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp is out. Scott Robbins here. 
No truth to the rumor David Van Camp secretly meeting with Tucker Carlson about a new shop. At least as far as we know. We don't know that for sure, but we don't think so. Correct. What is going to happen with Tucker Carlson? I think both you and I, Scott, are betting on it. Whatever it is, it's going to be big. Well, of course it is. Yeah. But when will it be? We don't know. Well, I think that'll depend on the contract language and what the settlement will essentially be. Yes. You know. Because that's not been determined yet. There's a lot of money at stake, and there's a lot of time left in his contract. But why was he fired? Okay, there's... No kinds of... I mean, it's everything's out there. Yes. Well, it had to do with the Dominion lawsuit. Yeah. Well, it had to do with the lawsuit of the producer that was there for, well, not very long. Uh-huh. And she went on MSNBC... With Nicole Wallace, yeah, talking about it, it was just awful for her <laughs> because there were pictures all over of Nancy Pelosi in her bathing suit. Yeah, remember that crazy picture? <laughs> How could I forget? The thing is, Tucker wasn't in the office. He's been doing the show from his home in Maine or Florida for a long time, so they were never face to face. But that's never mentioned mm. when that producer is out talking about the lawsuit. And by the way, which the, by the way, Fox also yeah. says there's nothing to this lawsuit. No, I know. I know. But, you know, I was listening yesterday uh, to a podcast. Yeah, it was Megyn Kelly with a couple of people from National Review. Okay. And they were talking about, you know, what was it? What was it that actually got him fired? And they were throwing it out. Megyn said, well, could be that Rupert is the star. Rupert Murdoch, who owns it, of course. Um but, it, it, yeah, this is wild, dude. And one of the guests, the guest from National Review, um, actually said this as far as what he thinks. See what you think of this. I think that he was fired because uh, they don't want the primetime spot on Fox to be unreliable uh, going into the next election cycle. Mm-hmm. And so now the now the fight is on and it's it's going to be war. It's going to be full on warfare. I mean, I, Tucker's hiring some very serious law people. I think I think he even hired your lawyer. Megan. Yeah, he did. Brian um, Friedman, who is the best in the business. And he's a pit bull. By the way, if you try to sue me, Brian Friedman will come for you and it will hurt. <laughs> That's awesome. And she goes on to say, you know, by, you know sort of the view from the public is well these companies they do care about their people and the product she said they're vicious businesses are vicious and i think we kind of know that yeah we do i mean as a people not just you and i but anybody no right but it, it goes to some lengths that you wouldn't quite guess and different people really believe fox is going to try to destroy tucker carlson well good luck with that you better be careful what do you mean? You better be careful when you're out to destroy him, because he's got a pretty damn big sword. I would agree. Did you hear the whole Rolling Stone story that there was an oppo file on Tucker that Fox kept so that Tucker wouldn't say anything bad about Fox? I can absolutely see that being true. Absolutely. Which then does beg the question, if those things in the oppo file are so bad, why wouldn't you just fire him? Yes. Because he was useful for a time, and now you think it's not worth the risk because we can't control him. And all I can think, and this might be nuts, you might think this whole take is crazy, in that, I'll put it to you this way. Remember when the omnibus bill passed right before Christmas time, and we were looking at the different Republicans that voted for it? 
And we're sitting there saying, what is going on? Why would you do that? And the cynical people will say, well, you know why. It's big business. Mm-hmm. They're not really looking out for the people. They're looking out for themselves. Okay. Then if you put Fox in that same boat, all right, Tucker is not in that boat. Okay. He doesn't care about, you know, the old Republican Party uh, and everybody gets paid. We just be quiet and go along for a while. It's like we've talked about for years. You get Republicans into Congress and you're talking about big tech and they'll go put on a big show and it's big theater and they're going to yell at Mark Zuckerbot and everybody else. But then they're getting money for their campaign from big tech. And they're frauds. And Tucker wasn't one of those people. And so if that's the theory, then Fox could not count on him to go on every night and do what they wanted him to do. He was a wild card. There are times you equate things to rock bands. And I will, I will hear by saying he was in a band. He was the leader of that band. Mm-hmm. He decided to go on a solo career. Now, very, very few times does that actually work out for the person. Sometimes it works out brilliantly for the person. Mm-hmm. He was just there because of loyalty to the other dudes. Yeah. And to keep them uh, working and to keep them paying the bills and family and all that stuff. I mean, John Fogarty leaves CCR. Yes. John Fogarty has a wild career on his own after that. That's happened yes. to a lot of people. Yes. They, they just, for whatever reason, they're part of a conglomerate. But as soon as that starts to break better, things start to shift. And the other guys start to go, hey, I want my song, whatever. Then they go. They go out on their own. Yeah, but I wouldn't say the rest of Fox is like the rest uh, of the members of CCR. No, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll You'd see. have to say it's more like the Eagles. Well, <laughs> maybe that's true. And Don Henley leaves. I don't, I don't know. The, the band is still not the same, but they could kind of go on. Yeah, they can live on vapor fumes for a while. But whoever's going to have a great solo career. Yes. That's your analogy, not mine. I know, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm not, not totally down with it, but I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean, he, but he can survive very well and oh. prosper himself without those other guys. Yes. I think my point is this, that it's a Republican machine. Okay? Yeah. He wasn't part of the machine. It was evident. And he became too big a risk, and he's gone. You know what he said at the Heritage Foundation thing last Friday? Yeah. I'm merely calling for an acknowledgement of what we're watching, which is not what, and I'm not certainly not backing the Republican Party. I mean, ugh. <laughs> yeah. There were things like that. There was another rumor out there that, uh, and this was in Variety, that because Tucker at the Heritage Foundation thing said, why don't we pray for 10 minutes? Everybody, you know, seriously, that's what I do. I think you should do this. And that Rupert Murdoch gets freaked out by that sort of spiritual talk and uh, he wasn't comfortable. I don't buy that because there's openly Christian people on Fox News. Yeah. So I don't think that's really true. But it's wild, man. Watching this all unfold. Yeah. There's a whole uh, lot more, too, that we can get to a little bit A lot of regret on. on this coming up, I think. Very well could be. All right. We do this every day at this time. Go around. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, Scott, what's your story? Jerry Springer is dead. Yeah, man. Jerry Springer, the uh, daytime host of whatever that was he was doing, uh, is, was dead at the age of 79. The Jerry Springer show itself launched in 1981, ran for multiple decades, 27 years as a matter of fact, 4,000 episodes of this show were done. Uh, some of the last episodes, I think, encompassed the entire time that Jerry Springer did this show. The title of those shows were, and I quote, 
stripper sex turned me straight, stop pimping my twin sister, and hooking up with my therapist. Those were, those were the last three shows of the Jerry Springer era. And with that, I say, R.I.P. Jerry Springer. Sometimes it was a hell of a lot of fun, I'll tell you that. <laughs> stop pimping my sister. <laughs> Did you watch that show regularly? I Not regularly, but... I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I never watched it because I did. Okay. The chair throwing and mud slinging. I wish you know, a lot of times it was just exploitation <laughs> of the dumbest people on the planet, right? And it was, but it worked. Because <laughs> you, you could watch that and feel better about your own situation. Well, See, at least you, I'm not that. You do that to this day with the reality shows. Yes. The people that eat couch cushions right. and crap like that. Like, well, I feel better now. I'm not eating couch cushions. <laughs> I'm not hooking up with my therapist, so I must be okay. The one Jerry Springer quote that will probably live on. I am the father of the destruction of Western civilization. <laughs> and he's probably right. Just that very well could be true. Uh, for my story today, uh, this is a town in New Jersey. And as you know, if you followed youth sports at all, especially youth baseball or softball, it's not easy finding umpires. Oh, no, it's not. Um, a town in Jersey has already had several umpires walk off after being harassed by parents, so they came up with a punishment. If you're caught berating an ump during a game, you'll be banned from the complex unless you agree to suit up as an umpire yourself and call three games. Well. So that whole idea is, hey, you think you can do this? You're such a know-it-all. Grab some gear. Step behind the plate. Prove how great you are. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe uh, somebody I know <laughs> may have said something to an up, and it wasn't me. I will say that. I saw the call. It, I mean, it was embarrassingly bad. Right. Okay. The ump said, you think you can do better? To which the man replied, well, yes, absolutely. And the truth is he would. Did the ump offer it up then? No. No, okay. No, it wasn't one of those. But this is very interesting to get some people behind the plate. But you've been to these games. I you have. know how I mean, you know, I mean, you can get riled yourself. Well, sure. But I mean, some of it is really, really overbearing though. It is. I mean, these guys aren't making a ton of money doing this. Well, you know, it all depends on what you put up with, to be honest. And if you let people know ahead of time, I'm not gonna hear it. And you have a quick trigger. That usually takes care of quite a bit of it. It's almost like the more you put up with, the more that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I have taken a cue from a friend of mine. Um, and I think... It, you tell me if you think it's effective. All right. All right. Because if you're watching, say it gets up to high school baseball, and all of a sudden balls and strikes are being called, and it's not just within the plate. It's within the lines. Both sides. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's really difficult for a batter. That's not a strike. That's not what they're taught. Okay. If you got these terrible calls and everyone can see it, if you just go, come on, let's go, mm -hmm. what could happen? Uh, oh, I was talking to the batter that he should be ready to swing at that pitch. I wasn't talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's effective? The let's go? Let's go! 
No, not with that tone. I know you're not talking to the batter. I know you're talking to me. No, I was talking to the batter. That's a lie. He's got to swing at that. Get out. So you don't think, no? I wouldn't run you for that, no. But I might say, hey, hey, heard enough. That's enough. Okay. All right. But I did like this story because they do have to do something about it. They're running out of umps. Well, I know. It's terrible. It's everywhere, too. It's just an epidemic thing. Yeah. People just don't want to do it. I don't want to take this abuse for 50 bucks. Well, maybe they got to just raise the price. Yeah. You'll get better if you raise the price. Well, because I've known some good umps that are like, it's not worth it. Right. What if it was 200 bucks a game? Well, that's worth yeah, it. Okay. It's going to cost everybody a little more. but Yeah, it will be. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting. All right. Lots to get to. All right, man. I hesitate to even bring this up, but there was another piece, man. And it's crazy. We live in a crazy world. Is pedophilia really being pushed right now? It looks like it is. Whoa. We'll get to that and much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out and hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. I think I said this yesterday. I hate to bring up pedophilia. My goodness. Jeez. This is crazy, dude. I know. It was another update at Hot Air. Um, David Strom writing. Uh, minor attracted persons. Maps are being normalized. You've seen this argued before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And... As he says, man, if you think this is a fringe movement doomed to fail, it isn't. It's happening right here and now. And he brings up the point, what seems impossible today will be accepted wisdom tomorrow. Because if you go back and think about Drag Queen Story Hour, that was inconceivable not all that long ago. And I think he's right when he says if Obama would have ran his campaign in 2008 with that out in front, there's no way he would have been elected. No. That whole movement started at the very this end of the all Obama administration. Speed. This has all been light speed. Yes. I mean, seriously, this stuff has happened like overnight. Because everyone would have known back then it was perverse. Right. And now it's accepted. And he said today you can find them in Idaho and Utah, places where Mormons dominate the culture. That's how far we've come. And then he mentions his home state of Minnesota, which oh, you were talking about yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. And... <laughs> Law going through the legislature seems likely to pass that will, in effect, make pedophilia a sexual orientation. Yeah. Therefore, non-discriminatory. Therefore, can be practiced without fear of retribution. Well, it says it wouldn't make it legal, but it would normalize it. Well, yeah. And then you are actually looking at the bill and what's crossed out in the bill and they're removing a provision currently in law that excludes physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult. God. That is sick, man. man what oh, man. is going on? And so he names the chief author of the bill, transgender legislator named Lay Fink. But that person has 16 other authors to the bill. It's already been heard in committee and is ready to go to the floor should the speaker accept it. Wow. D yes. Mm-hmm. So that would mean a pedophile would be given the same protected status as being gay yeah. with all the legal protections that attach to that. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness, dude. Now, are we going to get to a point where we have to hire a certain percentage of pedophiles in our business? The Biden administration, they'd be all about that, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, you'd have to bring in a pedophile to run something. Got to be visible. Right. Oh, dude. Right, Again, just, what can we agree on? If you what can, can we agree on? Can we agree that's wrong? Can we agree with that? 
Could you uh, say, hey, normalizing pedophilia is not a good thing? Can, can we all get think. together? Republicans, Democrats, Independents all get okay. together and just go, hey, if, we're not doing this. If you poll Americans, I'm confident you would find that the overwhelming majority would agree with that. But there's no fear of retribution from these po- these politicians that are bringing it up. What are they fearing? Not being reelected? That used to be a real fear of a lot of politicians. Like, well, you know, even though I may think this crazy stuff, I can't do it. Right. Because i got to protect my job. I think if you're saying you can agree on this. Tell them God's gonna cut them down. Yep. Tell them God's gonna cut them down. Yep. Thank you, Johnny. Wow, man. And then you have these writers, so-called doctors, saying, you know, anger, rage, and fear over the sexual abuse of children not only hurts our chances of preventing abuse, no. but it harms the children. No, no we should be angry no. about absolutely an adult sexualizing a child. Yes. Be better to be thrown into the sea with a millstone hung around your neck. You ever heard that? I have. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out, hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Hello. Okay, a lot going on. Of course, Biden said he's going to run again. I mean, a year ago, we didn't think it was possible. Jeez. Most people, I don't think, did, even Democrats. And now it's sort of like, well, everybody gets a little older, but look at the accomplishments, huh? Sure, international pressure. And he gets out there and it... You can clearly tell the guy should not be the president. You know, the thing is, I wonder, because it was rumored for a long time, the powers that be, the power brokers in the Democratic Party, yes, did not, definitely did not want Biden to run again. They didn't think he could win. I think they think now their bench is so thin and full of hacky nobodies that they're like, we have no chance. This is it. This is the only chance we have. Is- well, Propping this guy up one more time. Not only that, we have legacy media on our side. We have all the messaging. I mean, it's not really Biden that's running anything. No, the I, powers I know that. Yeah. Running everything, right? So why not? Especially but if if there was some clear cut guy though that was like ready for the gig. You know, I got to believe it would that be there's different. support behind him. Right? You know that Robert Kennedy right now is the second choice. Yes, but and, Biden won't debate him, and it's not even close. And no one's criticizing. Biden or the Democrats for not doing a debate. Not on the left, anyway. Gosh. They should be. I mean, seriously. I mean, I, I think, again, I mean, I look at all these things that we all should be able to agree on. And one of the things is this guy doesn't have the mental capacity to do the job. I mean, Correct. it seems like we could all agree on that. Whether or not you believe he's actually doing it or not is one thing, but there's no way. He won't take the test. Of course not. And no one calls it out on the left. So you don't need to. So I wouldn't take a chemistry test right now either. I'd just say I know <laughs> a cognitive test. No, right, for president. Yeah, to just determine whether or not you should be the leader of the free world. When you've turned around with no one there that many yes. times, you should probably take a cognitive test. <sighs> Again, man, all I got to say is, if you had a family business that had been going for forty years, yeah, would you make him the CEO? No, of course not. No, no one would. But you might have him like greet people when they come in sure have somewhere we can shuffle off to a little office somewhere and it's fine to give some input give him some stuff to do yeah 
Like, hey, remember when you dealt with this before? Yeah. How did you guys handle that then? That sort of thing. Yeah, but it's just. So you have that. Um, and more on Tucker Carlson, man, the ratings for Fox right now Yeesh. with Kilmeade filling that spot. Yeah. Ooh, buddy. You haven't reached lemon level yet, but. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's down. But I wanted to get to this piece. Insanity is being normalized. It's so true. Yeah. People say it every day. I mean, you see people on the street, out at games, wherever, and people just come out. It's getting crazier every day. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it sure is. Mm-hmm. David Strom, hot air. Um, it'll take a minute to get through this, but it'll, everything will make sense to you in this. And it's it's really well thought out. I'll hit the highlights. Talking about critical theory on everything, questioning anything you've ever known, is to take simple and understood concepts, turn them into a jumble of gobbledygook in which your normal understanding of what things are and how things work is a total mess. That mess is created by the left with a purpose. The purpose is that we are subjected to a tyranny of those who claim to be, quote, in the know about the real state of the world. And the means is destroying the way you learn, the way you've come to know everything by experience and make you question it. And your understanding of how the world works becomes destroyed and it's paralyzing. You're not sure what's up and down anymore. You're constantly checking what you say. Can I, can I say her with this situation? It drives people insane because mm-hmm. you have to question things. As he writes, basic concepts like man and woman become meaningless. You are literally prevented from using categories necessary to living life in a sane manner because your common sense has been stripped from you. And that's what you feel like. Yeah. Nothing in the world is what it appears. That's what the critical theorist argues. You must submit to my superior understanding. And so, as he says, you get this. And maybe you saw the story this week. He was a man in the last race. The marathon. Now he is a woman who shouts girl power as he steals victory from a woman. Exactly. Now that has nothing to do with justice, which again is a concept that has been turned upside down. It has to do with power. Critical theorists themselves say this, language is power. And that's why they change the language all the time. It's being destroyed in the service of transferring power from you to them and everybody in their club. And it says it really isn't about the gender theory, at least not only gender theory. It's about undermining your basic understanding of how the universe works and replacing it with, well, nothing. Every concept is always in flux, always on a spectrum, and totally indefinable. Gender theory is just very effective because it empowers shock troops, and it really screws with your head on the most basic level. We know man and woman from basically the beginning of our lives. And then you are supposed to question it all. And he says, you know, here's a good example from Matt Walsh's What is a Woman? And if you remember the scene in the movie, if you've seen it, when he goes to the women's studies professor and asks, what is a woman? And I took out some of the pauses because the person just looks at Matt. What is a woman? Why do you ask that question? I just really like to know. What do you think the answer to that question is? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm asking. That's why I came to a college professor who, who's... Yeah. Who, this, is your, this is what you do. Right. What other kinds of answers have you gotten? 
a lot of like this where you're where you're not answering and I've gotten a lot of that so I think it's interesting that you that you say that some of the people you've you've um, interviewed have been um, reluctant to answer it and I think that has a lot to do with the way the questions that preceded it and the, the way that you've conducted yourself in the interview how have I conducted myself how do you think you've conducted yourself oh my <laughs> is this maddening yeah you won't it's a women's studies professor he won't answer it you just really don't want to answer the questions do you I, I came today very willing and, and enthusiastic about answering questions about women's and gender sexuality studies, which is so you wanted to do. You wanted to answer questions about women's studies, and so shouldn't the, the first answer you should be able to provide is what exactly is a woman? Well, it's, it, for me, it's, it's actually a really simple answer, and that's a person who identifies as a woman. But what are they identifying as? As a woman. But so what is that? As a woman. Do you know what a circular definition is? <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's sort of like what you're doing right now, where a woman is, is a woman. Mm -hmm. And it just goes on from there. If you've seen it, you know. So frustrating. It, it, it yeah. is. It's maddening. And he goes on to say, modern leftism is about destroying that and replacing it with absolute power for themselves. They don't actually believe the underlying claims because they communicate with each other with common reference and share general goals. They know it's a load of crap, but the goal is to create insanity in others. Insanity is basically in the disassociation with our lived experience of reality. Well, it's gaslighting. Yeah, the definition. That's how gaslighting the term came about. And so he gives another example because they can just get away with this. Justin Trudeau in Canada, we've talked about this this week, is rewriting history. As far as the vaccine. And somebody put together this great montage, and you'll be able to pick it out yourself. It's easier with video of what he said then as opposed to now wow. with the vaccine. Misinformation and disinformation is carrying people to believe things that are untrue. And vaccinations is a perfect example of it. Any vaccine we distribute to Canadians will be safe for Canadians. There oh. are people who've probably gotten very sick from vaccinations. <laughs> totally changing the tune now. To every vaccine that is improved uh, is safe for Canadians is uncompromising. Well, individuals are allowed to make their own choices. There may be all sorts of different reasons why someone is hesitant to get vaccinated. There's no more excuses to not get your shot. <laughs> But when you have state-run media there, who calls them out? And therefore, while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated, enforcement measures in place will make sure that everyone is vaccinated. Right. And that was the real deal. Well, so you look get at this what's all the going time. on with our own leaders. Absolutely. I mean, because come on, we man. have a legacy media apparatus that just goes along with it. And you think you're losing your mind. How many times have we heard from different people over time? Thank you, because at least I know I'm not crazy. And you're like, uh, you're, you're not quite sure what to say. We're just talking about what's going on. Dude. I mean, but it's true. There are a lot of people feel like, am I losing my freaking mind? Anthony Fauci and Randy Weingartner uh, have both told us within 48 hours that they had nothing to do with lockdowns. I know. That nothing. <laughs> Show me where I said we had to have lockdowns. Well, and they use no, somatics. The they use somatics by saying, yes. well, the recommendation we made to states, nod, nod, wink, wink, 
And and Randy Weingarten said, well, you know, we tr- I tried to open schools, and here's a montage of me saying schools should stay open with these ridiculous <laughs> demands that were never going to be met. You lie. That's a lie. I didn't mean to wind you up that much. No, but it makes Fan me camp's but out of here if That's you have the kind of stuff that makes me crazy. Incident, man. Stop it. Stop telling me this. You're not crazy. Stop making, again, you're gaslighting me. I'm seeing it you're with not. my own lion eyes. <laughs> There's no crisis at the border. Yes, there is. In the end of the piece, uh, he said, well, the modern left has this goal, creating broken people. It is their means to power. It's their lifeblood. It's everything. And that is true. Absolutely, that's true. So just keep that in mind. Because they're broken people. Yes. They don't want you to enjoy anything. (laughs) They want you to be as broken as they are. (laughs) Misery loves company. Your dad was right. (laughs) Golly. I am so tired of this. I know. It's crazy, man. Okay, there's a lot to get to. Oh, this poor lady. Uh, Did you hear about the woman at home and got hit by a stray bullet? No. Uh, There's proof that she's a woman because no dude that says he's a woman has this part. And that's where she got hit with a bullet. Oh, damn. Oh, buddy. She's all right. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Also, Matt Taibbi, you know, of the uh, Twitter files? Yeah. Was part of putting together... It's hilarious. It's media falsehoods. They thought they could do this easily. It was tough because there were so many of them. Get to that and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out today and hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Scotty, you're the perfect uh, person, honestly. So I'm thinking about this to explain this to. Okay. If you don't understand it. It's a little hard to wrap your head around. So I want to make sure you get All right, it. I'm listening. Okay. Um, I see this piece from Racket. This was Matt Taibbi, who, as you know, used to be pretty left-leaning. I used to read his stuff in Rolling Stone. Yes. Back when I was more left-leaning. Reported on the Twitter files at the beginning of the mm-hmm. year and a few times and couldn't believe what he was finding out, how much legacy media is just lying to people, okay, and how much of the government was involved of influencing media. I mean, journalists, if you're a real journalist, that should freak you out. Not a lot's been done about it. No. Kind of crazy. So he and Matt, or Phalia, who was not that familiar with, he's the one that put this video together. We don't have time for all of it because it's 11 minutes. Here's the deal. They thought if they had this sizable team, they just hire some people. Looking into a different area of the Twitter files, they thought counting all the mainstream news stories that would need retracting or correcting in light of information found in Twitter documents, would make for this easy little sidebar, something simple for the public to get, right? Okay. While the idea seemed easy, it wasn't because there was so much of it. Right. And so they were going to do all of these different things where the media got it wrong, but they started to just fixate on the story of, quote, Russian bots, known as the Hamilton 68 fiasco. Are you familiar? No, I'm really not. Okay. This is where a think tank called the Alliance for Securing Democracy purported to track 600 Twitter accounts linked to Russian influence activities. But as we found out, was just mostly following ordinary Americans, Canadians, and British. 
Now, this would have been an easy fix for an editor. Hey, uh, you know, we had this story about Russian bots. Um, we need to retract that or at least add a note saying um, they weren't really Russian bots. Right. Turns out we, we yeah. Okay. So they said in a few cases they would do it, but as it turned out, not many. And so the dude that did the video got going on the project. He started just by looking for video clips of broadcaster cable outlets referencing Hamilton 68, but then started racking up ridiculous numbers. And he just kept working on it. And so finally it's out there. It's 11 minutes. And I'm not going to play all of it. But it's crazy how many times this was just regurgitated. And so often after they knew it wasn't true Russians. Yeah. So just as an example, charges that the United States and they is put some funny stuff in here too. at work in our politics. He says that he has a list of 600 Twitter accounts that appear to be linked to the Russian government. That's a lie. These Kremlin linked accounts, these Kremlin linked accounts, these Kremlin linked accounts, Russian linked accounts, Kremlin linked accounts, a foreign influence, Kremlin oriented. You hear the splurges in there? Yes. That's counting. Okay. And in the end, what was it? Over 800? Yeah. Something like that? Okay. Twitter accounts, Kremlin-linked Twitter accounts, Russian-linked Twitter accounts, impersonating Americans. They are every day playing on social media. There's a, a lot of that's Rachel Maddow. She if made a notice. good living off this. Can you imagine if that was Tucker Carlson that oh. reported something that wrong for that long? No. Oh, my God. Website called Hamilton 68 that measures it. This Russian influence tracker on Twitter. The it just goes on forever. It's unreal how people have been lied to. And, and so many don't know it. Oh, I mentioned the story. Man, this was crazy. Um, Somalia. There was this woman, 24 years old. Um, she's okay, but a stray bullet came into her house and hit her right... Uh, I think this is okay to say, if we say the two words apart. Love? Button? God. What? I think that's okay. I, Is Van yeah. Camp going to come no. back to the Van Camp only show tomorrow? Got my thesaurus open. Okay, go. she was yeah. just hanging out at home. The bullet came through the ceiling, hit her right there. Doctor said, luckily, it was moving at a low velocity. Otherwise, she would have been seriously injured. Um, but it, it wasn't like it just landed there. It got lodged there. Oh, buddy. Yo, yeah, they, they, they even had the x-ray in the New York Post that showed it. They had to numb that area. To then, oh, oh, I know, man. Yes, but luckily yeah. she is okay. See, no matter what's going on today, it could always be worse, right? Ooh. Okay, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, I always ask David, biggest story of the day. What is it, Scott? Well, I suppose it's uh, still uh, and remains the story of the two guys that got booted from cable TV. That would be Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson. One could also add in that Joe Biden is going to run for re-election. He's out there stumping again the whole thing about don lemon though as you brought up no one really cares well i mean the the, the drawing the parallel distinction like the two were equals is yes. completely ridiculous yes but we you know we played audio today about what tucker may or may not be doing next and well speculation and runs rampant another piece of audio is a theory as to why right he was actually fired which is interesting in itself yeah. yes we'll get to that and much more coming up right here the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. The millennial David Van Camp is out and hopefully back tomorrow. Sexy boomer is Scott Robbins, of course. With his chest painted because it's draft day in the well, NFL. Well, it's draft day in the NFL. You're yes. excited.
It's my chest and my face, as you'll notice. You got that right. Yeah. Tucker Carlson out of Fox News has been one of the biggest stories of the week. Um, a lot of different thoughts of why he's really out. Um, there was one. You know, before we get to that, um, one of the things that happened last night was Tucker had this video that was out on Twitter. Said, so, you know, he found out a lot of people are nice. And when he wrapped up, he said this. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. And your take from that, Scott, is? He's, well, my take is this. He was not willing to continue to tow a company lie, line, either perceived or true, in okay. his mind. And he's going to set sail by his own rules, doing his own thing. But it wasn't his choice. They fired him. It was a surprise. I believe that. I, I believe that, too. But I also think there may have been a lifeline that was given to him before the final Ooh. punch was thrown. Interesting. Like, if you do this, this, and this, we don't have to do this. And he went, you know what? Pound sand. I'm not doing it. Interesting. And went his own way. I, th- I think that may have been the way it went down. I don't know. That they tried to somehow cobble something together to control him. I think it, part of it is about control. Yeah. That he was a wild card. I think that theory is, you know, makes the most sense to me. Because even though he had the highest ratings of anybody on Fox, mm-hmm. that show didn't make the most money. Because there that were surprised a lot of me a little bit. Because advertiser boycotts. Yeah. So the left is good at targeting somebody. And there are some companies that honestly will wuss out and be like, well, I just don't want to mix it up there. So they don't. And so there was that part of it. And I think, you know, not knowing Rupert Murdoch, but from everything you read, you read and you've heard that, yeah, it's sort of his show and it's his rules. And Tucker kind of did his own thing. And maybe they were tired of that. There's also different things talked about. Well, the Murdoch kids didn't like Tucker, but Lachlan Murdoch liked him. You don't know. No, I don't think we'll know for a while exactly what went down. There was the other piece um, in Variety, and honestly, I don't read Variety. Um, you don't? I think, really? No, I know. It's <laughs> shocking. I know. The Hill was covering it. I saw a little piece on YouTube, and it was clickbait, and so I clicked it, and this this is what the host said. Well, first up, according to salacious new reporting in Vanity Fair, Fox Corporation chair Rupert Murdoch removed Tucker Carlson from the air over religious remarks the host made during a speech last Friday night. Quote, that stuff freaks Rupert out. He doesn't like all the spiritual talk, a source told reporter Gabriel Sherman. Hmm. Well, and they're referencing when he was speaking at the Heritage Foundation. Yeah. On the 21st, last Friday, um, he said... What you're watching is not a political movement. It's evil. Maybe we should all take just like 10 minutes a day to say a prayer about it. And so from that theory, it's Rupert Murdoch. Oh, geez, talk about the spiritual stuff. I don't like it. Talk about conservatism. There are people within his network who are promoting their books they wrote based on their faith. Yes. I don't think that's a problem with Rupert. I don't believe that at all. I wasn't buying that either. No. 
No. Um, also mentioned, it's been interesting for me to hear what Megyn Kelly has had to say about it because I know she likes Tucker a great deal. And she worked there. And she worked there for yeah. quite a while. And so she had Michael Brendan Dougherty from National Review on, and they were kind of kicking it around. And he said something that I thought was pretty interesting. They're not dealing with you straight about this story. If Tucker used the C word on an executive. Because you heard that part, right? The right. part of this was about the lawsuit with Dominion. Mm -hmm. And then through discovery, he had used the C word. Uh, Contempt? <laughs> to describe this person who actually, who Megyn Kelly said is a, called her a jackal. I mean, said she's awful at Fox. Mm -hmm. And it was, well, this is going to come out and it's going to make us all look bad. And so that we're going to get out ahead of it. But this guy's not buying that either. Uh, and it, it, the story is about whether it came out in discovery and whether it was redacted. It means they were fine with him using the, the C word. They weren't, they didn't they fire were. him on the spot months ago when he used it or years ago when he used it. Only they're only letting this out now that the uh, public relations warfare is, is in full effect. Exactly right. And so the word is watch out over the next week or so. Um, Fox, because they have, well, Murdoch has not only Fox, but the Wall Street Journal and the New York Post, that knives are going to be out for Tucker to destroy the character. Well, apparently his uh, lawyer is a, uh, is a pit bull, in the words of Megyn Kelly. Yes, same lawyer that she hired. So we'll see what happens there. Yes. There have been a lot of different people that have hired that lawyer because... He's a pit bull. It's super smart. What'd she say? Harvard grad, but knows how to get yeah. in the mud with people. Harvard grad doesn't impress me, but the fact that this guy... Well, you put the two together. ...can bring people to their <laughs> knees, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, probably enough Tucker talk for now. Because I got this whole other piece that's really interesting. But we'll get to that coming up a little bit later on. Saw this at The Federalist. Um, I mean, there are a lot of these stories that we're always looking at. And I guess you think, oh, is this clickbait? You go and you check it out. It's interesting. Just said Chicago police officer breaks his silence by Evita Duffy Alfonso. I'm like, okay, hmm. what's this about? Um, this was part of a rare interview with a Chicago police officer, which they discussed the surge of violence, political corruption, gun control, Black Lives Matter, and rap music. Whoa. Hmm. So I'm like, okay. What does the uh, police officer ask, have to say about the state of Chicago? Because it's pretty well documented. <laughs> it's awful. The amount of murders, the amount of crime. Kim Fox, the DA, keeps letting criminals out. What's it like to be a cop there? Um, so the cop, you know, says some interesting things. Crime has definitely gotten worse since I've been an officer for a variety of reasons. I think it's people failing to prosecute and the offenders continuing to commit crimes. Education plays a role as well. If a person's not getting a proper education at their local schools, that affects a person's ability to be productive and then get involved in criminal activity. I think there's something to that. Yeah. The same people keep running the schools. Yeah. It's frustrating. One of the main ways I think we can make Chicago safer is to change the music that our children are listening to. Okay. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. I don't know that you can do it. You can't But no do one it. talks about it. No. I mean, to me, it's a waste of time. I mean, that, that argument. Because well, you can't change that. That's not going to change. Okay. You're probably right. If you decided, okay, the messaging that people are getting, whether that is something online, whether it's music, whatever, okay, it has an effect on you, 
and your worldview. Would you agree? Yeah. Okay. I would agree with that, yeah. All right. So if you had a group of people, um, let's say for the sake of argument, you've got a group of women and men aged 24 to 29, all right, uh, and we'll say people of color that have come from a very difficult background and have gotten out of those situations and have become successful. And they are going to go talk to kids in grade school, middle school, whatever, to talk about the effects that things have on the way you think and what's real and what's not. You don't think you could have any effect with that? I think minimal. But, I mean, it's worth a shot. I mean, it's worth a try anyway. All right, I'll push back on your thought. Okay. Because you and I have had this conversation before. When you were in high school, and you're older than me, but they still did this when I was in high school. It would be someone that came to the school that spent time in prison. And it was like a scared straight thing. Yeah. It scared the living crap out of you. It changed the way you behave to a degree. Yeah, I yeah, I could see that making a difference, but I don't know if you're talking about rap music. I'm not sure. You're what it you're talking about is arena. a lifestyle and what it, what you're getting yourself into and the way you think. I it might. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where but things are different now. Things are so much more jaded and so All much right, you, more. You know what? You're right. Just throw your hands up and not try. No, I, I want to try, but here's you the thing. You are a real baby here's boomer, the, aren't but, you? But you here's, suck. No, here's the freaking <laughs> thing that'll change you. You want to know what's going to change it? Stop voting for the same people over and over and over again. Stop it. They're not helping you. Yes, no, They're I agree. not helping you. I agree. They're I'm hurting you. joking with you, too. No, I know you are, but I mean, it's just, well, there's a sense side of me that goes, I don't, whatever. I know. You know, I'm 60 years old, so what do I care? But right? again, well... Again, man, you have to change the way people think. I, I don't disagree with you. 100% I agree yeah. with you. What gets through, I don't know. I mean, yeah. there, again, you could use church, religion, family togetherness, things like that, that change culture. Well, I mean, fatherless homes is huge. Uh, but, but you bring that but up. But again, nobody wants to talk about that because I'm a racist if I do. I know. I mean, well, this cop ridiculous. talks about it in this piece. Well, good. He should. There's a lot more to that. It's worth I mean, it's that's worth definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I think anything's worth a try. Don't get me wrong. If you want to try it, I'm I'm game for it. Yeah. You are today, but tomorrow I'd be like, waste of time. Go ahead. I know. I seem like a defeatist, don't I? I mean, I do. I seem like my tolerance is over, and I'm just ready to go. <laughs> Whatever. I understand it, you man. Know? Yeah, I know. I know. But I'm, I'm willing to try. I just want to say, for the record, bring the guy in, talk about how awful prison is, and see if it works. I'm okay with it. I don't know if that works anymore. I'm just saying different things have worked at different times. But like going to prison, right. there was something attached to that. Like there was shame attached sure. to it. I don't, no, man, it wasn't shame. It was fear. Fear. What's going to happen but to was, you? It was awful to go to prison. You don't want yes. to be going to prison, right? Absolutely. Now it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. You're not going to send me to prison. I'm going to be back on the street in an hour. <laughs> Probably. What do I care? Old man River, shut up. I just thought it was interesting. That was a Chicago cop that's been on yeah. the force for a long time. Yeah. Saying that and I 100% agree with him. Yeah. Okay. But you got to change the leadership, man. You keep throwing the I'm same old on. things. Okay, I know. I'm just We got another that five makes stories. Me nuts. I know. All right. You'll love this too. Tennis legend Martina Navratilova had enough of Leah Thomas. You know who Leah Thomas is? Of course they do. Trans swimmer. Yes. Yeah, she's had it. You know what? We need to get to that story. We need proper time. When for did that. she become a transphobe? That's what she's being called of now. Of course she is. She's going to 
You're going to tell me about feminism? Right. She's had it. She's like you right now. Had it. I'm done with it. Get to that much more coming up right here. Good man, Camp. But he's out today. Hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Roberts. Yep. Okay. Seems like another story every day where you do feel like... The whole world gone crazy! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We talked about it yesterday. Leah Thomas. That's dude that says he's a woman. U-Penn swimmer. Won the NCAAs last year. Yeah. Know who that is now. Well, it's happening in track and field now, too. It's all over the place. Yes. Um, Did this interview, and Thomas said, those who support her as a person but not her pursuit in sports are, quote, using the guise of feminism to sort of push transphobic beliefs. Oh, shut up. It's just transphobic. You can't just... You know, tear me apart you're pieces. a man competing against women in a sport that now you're dominating and didn't as a man what's transphobic about that because it's not loving because you're not playing along because with i don't sense support you in your domination over women in sports that's correct that's why yeah okay leave it shut up martina navratilova yeah she's not okay with it tennis icon tweeted out newsflash leah it's not fair we shouldn't have to explain it to you over and over. Also, stop explaining feminism to feminists. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You don't get. Do you to know do how that. many times she won Wimbledon? By the way, four. Higher. Eight. Higher. Wow, I didn't know that. Nine. Ten. Nine. Nine? Yeah. Wow. Then I think you know has been an activist for the gay community. <laughs> well, yeah. And has always been against transgender women competing against biological women in sports. Mm-hmm. Remember the first time she spoke out against it, and everyone thought, well, that, well, yeah, that's obvious. And now it's somehow controversial. Well, yeah, because the Megan Rapinos of the world who are like, I don't have a problem with that now that I'm retired. Yeah, I'm going to make money being a wokester. Yeah. So, you know, last month the World Athletics Foundation adopted the policy to exclude transgender female athletes from women's competitions. She called that a step in the right direction. She said at the time in the wake of World Athletics announcement, I think the best idea would be to have biological female and biological girls categories and then an open category. So it would be a category for all comers, men who identify as men, women who identify as women, women who identify as men, men who identify as women, non-binary. It would be a catch-all. This is already being explored in athletics and swimming in Britain. Biological females are most likely to compete in the biological female category as that's their best shot at winning and it maintains the principle of fairness. Yeah, that's simple. It seems to be simple. It should be, yeah, self-explanatory. Not a lot of detail needed here. What's the pushback on that? This catch-all. I don't know. As she said, once someone has gone through male puberty, there's no way to erase that physical advantage. Of course not. You can't turn back the clock. She knows that. Yes. By the way. Again, what a conversation we shouldn't be having we're having. I, I don't know. That's so true. Yeah. It, this has happened many times over the last year. Usually it's a woman at the gym. Totally switching gears here. And they're complaining that some dude is looking at him. Are yeah. you looking at me, staring right. at me? Right. One guy was blind. He's like, I'm blind. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, this has gone viral now. It's a 21-year-old Utah woman filming herself doing chest presses at the gym. Mm-hmm. Part of this fitness challenge. Yeah. But she it's low-cut top. Okay. And another woman comes up and said, it's not respectful. You're in a public place. No one wants to look at your boobs hanging out. No, yeah, no. They're, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's going around right what? now. Your top. Do you really think you can walk out of the gym? Where are you? Yeah. My top? No one wants to look at your boobs hanging out. Oh, somebody might want to. <laughs> exactly the response that I knew Robin would come in with. Yeah. Yes. Well. So yeah, female on female, right there. Little fight. This is the Mark Van Camp Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, who's out today, hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. So one of the big stories today, you know, Biden was holding cheat sheets yesterday (laughs) during his press conference. Not the first time. No. My question to you, Scott, is do you think the voting public cares? See, I'm going to go down this road again. Um, The people who would vote for Joe, would this change their mind at all? I'm just saying, about voting public, do they care about something I th- like this? I think this? maybe the voting public does. I think it just adds more fuel to the fire that the guy's not capable mentally of handling the job. Yeah, if you get into who would vote for who, if you voted for Biden before and you're on the left. Yeah, this isn't going to do anything. You would still vote for him. Well, of course. Now, if you were one of the ones that voted for Biden because, man, you just wanted all the Trump stuff to go away for a while. That's you were a fine with the country. But now you've seen actually what's happened over the last couple of years. That is a fantastic point. That adds I think to that the fire. happened a lot more than we know. I think people just wanted the zaniness to stop. And we were right in the middle of a of a uh, of this stupid pandemic. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that were so depressing and so nuts in that cycle that we just were like, my God, make it stop. I remember at the time you saying you would talk to a lot of people. They're like, you know what? I think everything's fine, but I can't take the Trump stuff anymore. I can't do it. I, and that was, yeah. And now all of a sudden they're like, bring back the tweets. Right. Whatever it takes. Yeah, the name calling and the tweets. Yeah. I mean, rather than meandering and ambling and wobbling and slurring and whatever well, else goes on in that demented brain of this guy. What's happened at the border. It's the trans issues. It's all these different things. You feel like you're losing grasp of the country. China, it goes on and on and on. And then he's asked about North Korea, nukes. And, and uh, you know, the idea that uh, I have absolute authority as commander-in-chief and the sole authority to use a nuclear weapon, but, you know, what the declaration means is that we're going to make every effort to consult with our allies when it's appropriate, if any action is so called for. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Still on that. And then on. Look, a nuclear attack by North Korea against the United States or its allies or partisans uh, or partners is unacceptable and will result in the end of whatever regime were to take such an action. Because he's reading the answer. 
it's not just a cheat sheet to know who to call on with a picture of the person to call on with how you pronounce the person's name. I mean, if you've seen the pictures of this, how would the American media and the American uh, political, how would they deal with a representative of another country who was ambling around like that? He'd be a joke. Yes. You wouldn't take him seriously at all. You'd go, well, those stupid Australians or those, you know, stupid New Zealanders or whatever. Man, oh, man. If you had some guy that was out there, hey, have it, have it. I mean, <laughs> and I'm very serious about that. Yeah, you're just hoping that they speak a different language and don't know right. how bad it's it is. It's just a frail, you know, dementia riddled old man. And again, I feel sorry for the guy on some level. Whoa. But it's just. I think I'm past that. And now I'm going to run for re-election? I want to inflict even more pain. <laughs> I'm not quite done yet. Have you seen the close-up of the cheat sheet? Yes. I. It's really something. There's a picture of the reporter. It's reporter Q&A. Yeah. April 26, 2023. And then a box that says question number one. Courtney has her name. Sobranian. And then it has how to pronounce it. Subramanian. Los Angeles Times. Circled. So he knows who to go to. That's embarrassing. It is. And I heard I heard last night some of the talking heads. Well, you know, this isn't unusual for president to have, you know, names of reporters. And I don't remember seeing cheat sheets for anybody no, else. I don't either. But, of course, they, they're going to bring it up. Of because, course. again, this is normal. What we're seeing is normal. Okay. It's been done before. Yes. Okay. Been a lot of talk about this. Uh, the Fox post-Tucker numbers Ooh, boy. as far as ratings. Oh, buddy. Yeah. What do we go from 3.2 million to about 1.7 when you're going Tuesday to Tuesday? Because wow. people are going to check out Monday to see what they were going to do. That's remarkable. But it took a bigger hit in the 2554 demographic. Jeez. That's cash. Wow. Well, I have to admit, I haven't watched it. Why did you I watch Tucker? Pretty loyal. Why? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Because no, you... I I know why, but I'm saying you'll answer your own question. Because I loved his analysis, I loved his uh, comedy. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was the whole package. I thought there was not a more entertaining show on television. To me, there was another reason too. Well, it was true. The truth too, which I always appreciated. Coming from him. The other thing? Yeah. You weren't quite sure what you were going to get. Well, yeah. I think you and I have talked about that before. Yeah, we have, yeah. What do you think Tucker's going to be talking about tonight? Yeah. And sometimes you tune in thinking you know what the Open was yeah. going to be, and it would be something completely different. And it's also really funny because I, I, I tuned in for the first 20 minutes more than anything. Yeah, depending on what would be I'm coming up. I'm guess who's going to yeah. be on. It's like, yeah, I don't care. Well, and you would usually watch it in real time. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know how to work DVR. That's too bad. Well, Well, easy. You don't. I do. (laughs) Why wouldn't you DVR it? I do. But you don't. You still watch it in real time. time. Well, it's 7 o'clock. I'm sitting in my easy chair, you know. (laughs) See, I would usually see it later or sometimes even the next morning. And part of it, honestly, was enjoyment. Part of it was to prepare for the show. Because I I knew if he was going to be talking about something, not that we covered everything he did, but there would be some importance to it. A lot of times he was talking about stuff we'd already talked about. Yes. Which that was kind of cool, too. Well, you also want to know how would he handle it. Yeah. And that's what I thought was really interesting. 
is that now that he's not there and I'm thinking, I, I don't feel like it's a needed thing. I can get it somewhere no, else. And no. that's not to say anything about any of the other hosts. He just brought something completely different, I thought. But I was watching him, his take on the content, not the content itself. But you know, as I was listening to this podcast with Megan Kelly, and I'd mentioned before, of course, used to be at Fox and has, you know, some, I guess, insider knowledge. She doesn't know exactly why he got fired. I don't think any of us really do yet. Um, talking with Michael Brennan Dougherty from National Review about how this all went down. I think they're both sort of sitting at, yeah, because he was on his own island and he kind of got to do his own thing and he was not controllable by Fox was one of the reasons he was let go. Now, maybe there was a last straw, but that was the overriding thing. And talking about how he could actually drive news himself, I thought was really interesting. This was part of that conversation. Or moved, you know, broadcasts from his home studios in Maine or in Florida. He's not like in the building. He's not kind of in reach or under the thumb. He's kind of tried to establish, as you said, with his own liaison to Fox, Fox's press department, a kind of fiefdom where he gets bothered as little as possible by the, the top brass in News Corp and Fox News. Which anyone would do if you could do it. Well, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, you know, and he drives conversation uh, apart from the editorial line set at the morning meetings in Fox News, right? Like, it, it used to be that Fox News kind of set the agenda for the day on the right, at least, and maybe even for the country in its morning meetings, you know, where it kind of covers these are the stories for the day. Uh, that are going to be covered on the network, and then the primetime hosts are going to have them on their own. Well, Tucker doesn't do that. I mean, <laughs> Right. No. And this was the part, there's like another 15 seconds of this that I thought was really good. As far as I could tell, Tucker spends the morning fly fishing and then sits down after texting with friends and reading the news and writes a monologue without consulting anyone. And that monologue will drive the conversation for the next 24 hours sometimes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he was kind of beyond or beyond the reach of the institution itself. Yeah. And in that conversation, talking about how they didn't know they could control him, because you can tell that as far as Fox, the New York Post, Wall Street Journal, all owned by Murdoch, they're done with Trump. They're done. Yeah. And mention how you remember when. Trump announced in New York Post said New York guy, former New York guy running for president or whatever. They were just done. Well, in the same way, watch out. Tucker's going to get thrown under the bus from a number of different places because once they're done with you, they're done. They want to just sort of tear you down. They couldn't control what he was going to well, say. Well, I, again, approach with caution because he ain't done by any stretch. Oh, not going to shut him up. No. No. It'll be interesting to see where this goes. Oh, man. Saw this out of the Wall Street Journal. This $300 million building in San Francisco, this office tower. Yeah. You're like, wow. Yeah. How much is that thing worth? Beautiful. Well, $300 million, of course. That's what it was worth four years ago. It may sell for 80% less now. 80% less. Are you telling me excrement and needles on the street devalues the property? Is that what you're trying to tell me? That's fact, Scott. That is oh exactly what God. I and the Wall Street Journal... Who saw that one coming? Goodness gracious. Well, I mean, you've got 
a lot of people now with the hybrid work are working from somewhere else, mm-hmm. like Tucker. I mean, if you right. don't have to go to that building, why would you? Yeah. You can well, fly no. fish in the morning or do something else. I mean, you can get your work done somewhere else. A lot of people in bigger cities have done that, and that's why you got so much office space. But especially in a place like San Francisco, quality of life, crime, homelessness, you don't want any part of it. No. Why do you go in? And, it, and it's sitting unoccupied. For, and who wants to go there? Right. Well, that's a heck of a problem. I mean, that's a that's a real problem, though. Yes. I mean, you know, if you don't live in a city like that, you don't see it every day. It doesn't really register with you until you no. actually see it, and no. it, it's everywhere. That city, what? Well, a lot of major cities, not just San Francisco, but a lot. Yeah. Hey, did you hear about this bar in Indiana? Yeah, I just did. Yeah. Talking about Bud Light and about customers, and they said we will not tolerate intolerance. Okay. What does that mean? It means hey. You're going to be complaining about the direction of Bud Light. You can go. Okay, I'll go. Is that, is that true? Is I, that what they were really saying? I got choices. Sorry. We'll get to that story. And a news update straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, he's out today. Hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, and Nikki Haley. Making news today, a little news update. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's lost his stuff. Whatever. He wants uh, another term. Uh, yeah. Nikki Haley said he's probably not going to be alive for the end of that second term. If oh he's, wow! Oh, she just gosh. said it. Oh my! Not going to be alive. Jeez. That's the way I took it. Wow. Okay. Maybe I'm taking it All the right. wrong way. That's a heck of a thing. All right. Let's go to the quote. All I'm right. just reading. Okay. I think we can all be very clear and say with a matter of fact that if you vote for Joe Biden, you're really counting on a president, Kamala Harris. Gosh, dang. Because the idea that he would make it until 86 years old is not something I think is likely. Well. So you think that's sort of controversial? It's controversial, but there's there's it's true. Yes, if you're just going by analytics. I mean, expectancy is already past expectancy. You blew right past that in terms of life. Yeah, it's 74, 70, give or take. Yeah, I, was, I thought 78, but it could be 70. It probably is 74 for men. Yeah, I think it was 79 for women. Yeah. but Eight or nine, yeah, somewhere I mean, in there. I mean, a lot of people blow past that, right? They do. Uh, but all that being said, a lot of people aren't present in the United States either. No, I, it's one of those things. Gosh, dang. You know, that's more terrifying than Joe Biden. In Kamala? my mind, yeah. Oh, you're not alone. You're not alone with that. Gee whiz. Yeah. You'll have to. If I hope Van Camp makes it back tomorrow. I'm just feeling better. Because I know in the past he said, I think I might prefer that. That's as I remember it. But we wow. haven't had that conversation in a long time. Man. Because I don't know if she's we as. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know if she's as controllable as Joe. Oh, sure she is. You think so? Because I think By the she, powers that be? I think she might think that she's a little bit better than they are. Well, maybe you have a point to you that. Know, a little bit brighter, a little bit more, you know, yeah. authoritative. I don't know. Maybe. I just broke news. <laughs> right. Yeah, good point. Gosh, dang. Oh, I've mentioned this story out of Indiana. Fairfax Bar and Grill in Bloomington. Making yeah. some news. Big college town. He's saying the story alienating some of its uh, customers after it condemned them for criticizing Bud Light's association with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. So what does that mean if I'm having a conversation in the bar? Well, it's it's odd, man. Or mocking someone for drinking a Bud Light? What is it? Okay. I'll just read from the story. All right. All right. 
Um, the bar has made headlines with a contradictory message, calling for open conversations about the subject, yet demanding those who disagree to leave their establishment. Okay, so Facebook post from this bar and grill said, we're tired of all the hate. We are very open to debate and discussion, and it's truly a shame that we can't have open conversations about this important political and cultural topic. Bars, in our opinion, exist as public spaces where ideas should be exchanged. Okay. Unfortunately, due to all the bigotry and hatred that has surfaced around the Bud Light controversy, any customer wanting to voice their concerns about the issue will be immediately asked to pay their bill and leave our establishment. Do you want ideas to be exchanged? No, they don't. No, of course not. Well, they would say, well, hold on a second. Is it we don't want the hateful stuff? Okay, if Which you're is anything we disagree with, yeah, of other humans of any kind, we ask you keep your opinions to yourself. Yeah, we disagree with you. That's that's hate speech. The, yes, nothing makes sense. Should you feel the need to discuss this matter in public, you will be asked to leave. We will not tolerate intolerance here. Okay, um. But what's also strange is you're like, okay, what would you consider to be hate speech? Well, that's just it, right? They don't know. Listen, they kind of out themselves, at least in my opinion. Here we go. Um, Response has been overwhelmingly positive, supportive. It's time to reiterate why we took a stand against hate speech. Okay. The last two weeks since sharing a post um, that we will not tolerate intolerance, our social media has been flooded with blatantly transphobic, homophobic, and racist comments. Yeah. Listen, we are an all- Inclusive and welcome all kind-hearted customers. After making the co- or making that post, the comments on every post since include hate speech, saying that transgender people are mentally ill. Hmm. Can't say that. I'm just asking the question. If you have gender dysphoria, I know some people say, "Well, that's different." Gender dysphoria—that is a mental illness, still correct? I guess. Correct. Yeah, we're I, changing everything. Well, really, all the definitions are changing. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Always ask David, biggest story of the day. What do you think, Scott? Well, I think we're probably still in the Tucker Carlson thing. I still think that's a very big story. Uh, that one and the uh, re-election campaign is underway for Joe Biden now. Yes. Um, those are two of the bigger stories we're following today. We've had a lot of stuff, though. Today's been one of those kind of potpourri days. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, and there sometimes is. it's not the obvious big story of the day. But right. if you were to pick one, that's what we usually try to do. Yeah. But there's just... A lot this of a lot of things. different things, yeah. Today, um, well, and then you got your big three, the yeah. trifecta, yeah, that we got to get to. And there's a few other things we haven't had a chance to get to yet. Oh, there's gun violence. Oh, a new study about face masks. It's way oh. worse than we thought. Way worse. Get to that much more coming up. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. Out today, hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Mm. He's got the trifecta coming up in just a few. Okay, a couple of things we haven't had a chance to get to today. I mentioned this earlier in the week, and I saw another piece about German researchers talking about COVID, the vaccine, mm. and now even masks. And the new study out of Germany has concluded that face masks can cause carbon dioxide poisoning when worn even for short periods and may have contributed significantly to stillbirths when worn by pregnant women. Golly. As well as testicular function, dysfunction, and cognitive decline in children. 
among other destructive health issues. It was published in the journal. Compromises review of 43 previously published studies on exposure to CO2, mask wearing, and pregnancy. Now, is our media going to pick this story up or do any follow-up or demand some research here? I don't know. No. Not counting on it. It seems like the farther we go down the road, we're finding out more and more. And it's not good when it comes to especially the lockdowns, masks, and in some cases, the vaccine. Germany is just out in front of this. I mean, all of a sudden, it's a 180 with their version of Fauci saying, hey, you know, made some mistakes here. Not our guy, not Fauci. No, no. He's doubling down. No. These people are ridiculous. You've heard that all week. Well, yeah, he's claiming now that he didn't close anything down. He didn't do it. He didn't do that. Whoa. I mean, that's such nonsense. Okay. All right. And Randy Weingarten said yesterday. Oh, yesterday of the teachers union she, yeah, trying she, to she, say, she oh, didn't do it. Wasn't her. No, of course not. I know she posted a video of her saying on and on again several different times how I want schools to be open. Of course, she doesn't tell you what it was contingent upon, which was never going to happen. Well, listen, man, <laughs> to take that little piece right. out of context, yeah. when you're saying, listen, I want schools to be open, but we can't do it as we sacrifice it teachers' done lives. safely. Yeah. Because they're going to die. That's Because that's what she did. And then she turned yeah. the comments off on her page, which she always does. Of course. So we'll have none of that. All right. You ready for your big Yeah, three? let's go. Let's get to the trifecta. Yeah. Roll it. Are you ready? One, two, one, two. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins, top three stories today, the trifecta. Helped by a hero. I'm hey, Casey Kasem. Hey, Case, how are you, buddy? Good. All right, good. Good to know. Very I'm enthusiastic ready. he was. I like that. Yes. Three. Uh, number three today, sad news today. About a television icon who has passed away at the age of 79. That would be Jerry Springer of the Jerry Springer Show. The show launched in 19, by the way, 1991. Didn't it seem like it was long before that? 91 is when it launched. I remember a buddy of mine watching it every day because he didn't work during that time of the day. And they would say, man, Springer today. It's crazy. At one point, his show had bigger ratings than Oprah. Are you serious? Yep. I didn't know that. That's how big the show was. 4,000 episodes. The show, uh, by the way, ceased production in 2018. And I just thought this was such an encapsulation of what was on the show. That's a big, fat lie. No, it's not. Uh, When uh, some of the uh, titles of the last shows that Springer ever did were, and I quote, Stripper Sex Turned Me Straight. Stop pimping my twin sister mm. and hooking up with my therapist. Those were some of the uh, shows uh, that were put on right before the show ceased its publication. Jerry Springer uh, passed away today at the age of 79. Cancer, I guess, was the cause. I'm not condoning anything. No. Okay. If you saw a story and the title was Stripper Sex Made Me Straight, would you click? Of course I would. Are you kidding me? I guess that's part of that guy's genius. I'm going nowhere. I knew what clickbait was before anybody. This I have to see. What was the last one? The last one was um, hooking up with my therapist. Uh, Again, 
That's total clickbait. I'm there. <laughs> Stop pimping my twin no sister. No wonder you said this there. is a sad day. No, Podcast pioneer. You know, this guy was legit at one point in his life. I mean, you know. I remember seeing that. He got a degree in poli sci, and he was uh, he was a, a mayor of Cincinnati. He knew what people would be interested in. Ran for Senate. The crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. We're getting closer and closer to number one. The Scott Robbins trifecta, top three stories of the day, up to number two. Well, we know Al, Sh- uh, Al Sharpton. We know Don Lemon was booted from CNN. Yeah. And we also knew that Don Lemon getting fired was probably going to raise the ire of people like Al Sharpton. Well, he didn't disappoint. Are you serious? No. He blasted CNN for <laughs> silencing the voice of Don Lemon, which he said brought light to civil rights issues. I'm completely stunned <laughs> at the termination of Don Lemon, Sharpton said. Throughout Don's career, he's been a superb journalist who is very open to the civil rights community on issues others wouldn't touch. With the health of our democracy undergoing perhaps the greatest test, we can't afford to silence this voice. Okay. Al, he had no ratings. He had no ratings. No one liked him. No one wanted to watch him. You don't get to have a TV show because Al Sharpton likes you. When you're Al Sharpton, it's not even pretend anymore, is it? Of course when you're not. Backing saying it was somehow racist, and you, you for him to get fired, right? You don't have to do a good job. Superb journalist. You can be wrong constantly, have crappy ratings. Yes, but because of what your skin color and your gayness, that you need your job and you you're unfireable. And the reason you were fired had nothing to do with your superb journalism. Wow. These people are ridiculous. That's why you got no credibility. You've got none. I mean, if you want to make a case saying, hey, you know, I love Don Lemon, and I thought he was handled unfairly by CNN, that's fine. But superb journalists? And threats. And silencing his voice? Please. He's free to talk about whatever he wants to talk about. He still can. Nobody's voice is silenced. Okay, we don't have time. I mean... The guy was wrong about so many things. A million things. Yes. Now, on with the countdown. Scott Robbins trifecta. Scott's top three of the day, up to number one. Yeah, former White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain says that sexism and racism are to blame for the criticism of Kamala Harris, the vice president. And with that in mind... Okay, hold on. Yes. It has nothing to do with the word salad all of the time. You're just You're being racist and sexist by even saying that. Even making that observation, sir. If that was a white straight dude, we'd be saying the same thing. Yes, we would. It doesn't matter. She's not the brightest. But I would like to play. The Democratic for you. Party can't stand her. Look at look at her numbers. Look at the approval. Well, no, it's worse than Biden. Of course. Are those Democrats sexist and racist? Yes. The reason she didn't even make it to the presidential? No, the uh, primaries, no. Primary I mean, in 2020? Make, no, she was gone by She then. never cracked more than 2%. No, she was already out. Yeah. With black voters. Well, today she's at Howard University. Okay. And it's a another pro-abortion rally. She's been going around the country to a lot of these recently. And uh, the topic, I guess, today was, you know, people who went, uh, the Dobbs decision was uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade was the right thing to do. Well, she's not having it, and she let them know what side she's on. Oh, okay. All right. Gosh dang it. I knew I wouldn't be able to do this right right away.
Of course not. What happened? I had the wrong thing up. That's all right. I'll go. Were back. you going monkey buttons there? I went monkey buttons. I got it now. And right. so don't get in our way, because if you do, we're going to stand up, and we're going to organize, and we're going to speak up, and we're going to say, we're not having that. We're not playing that. Oh. There you go. We're not having it. We're not playing it. Okay. Is she drunk? Uh, I don't know about drunk. I get what you're saying, drunk, because it sort of sounds like that. But when, okay, she is around, quote, people of color, she sort of changes the way she delivers it a lot like Hillary. We're not having noticed... that. We're not playing that. Well, we not playing that. I'm sorry. I just broke loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sort of, it's, it's been talked about before. She can kind of, you know, roll in and out of it a little mm -hmm. bit. If you want, we'll bring up examples in the next 10 minutes. Well, we've got so many to choose from. Oh, my goodness, yes. But she accused Republicans today of having a national agenda of restricting abortion rights and LGBTQ rights. Okay. Again, man. But again, she lobbed criticism before she brings any examples, which is always a great thing to do. What LGBTQ rights? You're talking about having underage kids get puberty blockers or trans surgeries? The mutilation of their genitals? Yeah, well, I mean, people I, are against that. We've been very simple with the message before. Do what you want as an adult, as long as you're not hurting anybody. But leave the kids alone. I mean, can we all just agree on that? Just leave the kids alone? No. No, we can't. They can't. We can't. Agree to that. Unfortunately. And that's part of the problem. Yep. Okay. Well, I guess that's what she's good at. It's going and getting in front of people and stock speeches, that sort of thing. We, we, not, we not having it. <laughs> what was that? Well, it's different instead of if you're trying to get up in front of people, you know, you're somewhere where you're trying to make this important speech. You're not going to go into that sort of delivery. It's going to be something else and really well thought out. You and know. Um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. Right. Right. The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. That's unedited, too, by the way. Yes. That is exactly the way it came out. Exactly. Yes. Now, I suppose if you were putting her in front of a different crowd, it'd be like, passage of time! Right. It'd be that sort of thing. I don't think I could do it as well as her, but I no. think you get the idea. She's good at it. Yeah, of course. And there you have it. Yes, Scott Robbins, Trifecta. Every day at this time. Well done. Well, I may have to get some classic Kamala before it's all over. <laughs> classic Kamala that really rocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a news update and Nimrod's in the news. All straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Man, a few things we didn't have time for. There was one. This is worth a read if you're interested in the parting of ways with Fox News and Tucker Carlson. This was out of The Federalist um, from Avita Duffy Alfonso. And this is interesting because the title was Tucker Carlson didn't just say what no one else would. He invested in people when no one else did. There's all these stories from different people. Like, he reached out to me when I was really down. He didn't even know me that well, if at all, and just encouraged me. Yeah, I like that. 
Because we don't know. If you don't live with somebody, you really don't know what kind of person they are. No. You can feel like you have an idea, but you don't really know. That sort of thing. But as she wrote, a sad fact of life is that most people die before ever truly knowing the impact that they've had on those around them. That's true. That is very true. As a matter of fact, a buddy of mine, a great friend, one of my best friends, and been like a mentor to me, turned 60 the other day. And his wife threw a huge party for him. And there were so many people there. And I'm looking around the room at the impact that he's had on so many lives. And it was humbling. And a dude came in that I knew and said, you know, isn't this great that we're actually here and it's not a funeral? It's usually right. when you're going to celebrate, it's someone right. like that. So what Avita Duffy Alfonso is saying is, well, from all the people that have reached out to Tucker Carlson, he knows sort of the impact. And also the people that watched him every night. Mm -hmm. Not talking like he's dead. He's going to be back. Um, but like the Federalist, Sean Davis wrote how Tucker was the only person in cable or broadcast media who was not just willing but eager to discuss the spiritual implications of the Nashville shooting targeting Christians. That was one story. Another one was Nate Hokeman, who I'd never heard of. He's a journalist. Talked about how Tucker called him out of the blue when the dispatch was trying to cancel him, he said one of the most powerful men in conservative politics took the time to sit down and call some random 23-year-old kid he had never met just to tell him to hang in there and to ask if there was anything he could do to help. Something I'll never forget. He said it was one of the most surreal experiences of my life. There was another dude, Larry O'Connor, radio host, talked about how Tucker invited him for Thanksgiving with his family so he wouldn't have to spend it alone after he first moved to D.C. after getting a divorce. There's a bunch of stories like this. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I mean, when you look at, like, was it Riley Gaines? I mean, yes. Her first impactful statement was when Tucker invited her on the show. Yes. I mean, she became a national figure after that. That is true. You know, a lot of people like that, that did things that, you know, I mean, the guy whose chickens were dying. Oh, yeah. I mean, God, who has that guy on, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. That's true. Um, man, we're running out of time. Tomorrow we're going to have to get to some classic Kamala, I feel like. One of the best that we get requests for is that post-game locker room speech. Oh. Howard University, after they lost by 28. You hustled out there. You are smart. You are disciplined. You know what every dude that's like 21, 22 years old after the worst loss of their life wants to hear? You're so smart. You tried hard. Zero instincts on how real people think. She has none. None. That's well said. Yes. Yeah, none. That is a fact. All right, we're running out of time. we got to get to Nimrods. Roll it out. Let's go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. I don't know if you'll relate or not. You might think that sometimes you just can't really act on it. Right. So a 55-year-old guy in Georgia, Roger Barrett, he was arrested. Why? He stopped and blocked a school bus full of kids, confronted them. Uh-oh. Roger saw a kid flip off his wife. I knew it. So he parked his truck in front of the bus's path and wouldn't move until he got the name and address of the kid. <laughs> <laughs> Their parents should know what that kid's doing. Yeah. Um, well, 
he didn't get it. He wasn't able to board the bus. The driver called her supervisor, who then called 911. Yeah, a few he- parents arrived, filmed interactions with Roger. He eventually left before police arrived, but they tracked him down, charged him with interference with the operation of public school. Yeah. You just you think it, you just sometimes can't act you know, on it. Kids are a syndicate, too. They're not going to rat out one of their own. That's not going to happen. Nah, you wait until he comes off the bus. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't. This is Nimrod's in the news.